Welcome to the Man on Second Podcast, part of the Coach and Kernan Podcast Network. I'm Joe Forsaro, and uh, we got another really good show lined up for us. Um, I guess this is episode 71 on the Coach and Kernan Podcast. Uh, podcast network and and we're honored to have a really special guest and that is Manny Cologne. Manny Cologne has a long history in this sport um, and you know one of our missions here in the Man on Second podcast and the Coaching Current Podcast Network is to raise the IQs of the baseball fan and that's our mission and that's my aim and we're going to do it again today. Background on Manny. Director of Minor League Operations for the Oakland Athletics. Also now, for the first time, General Manager of Santurce in the Puerto Rican Winter League. His brother Kelvin is part of that as well, and they're building a dynamite team. We're going to get into that. Manny spent before that 19 years in the Marlins organization, uh, wore a lot of hats. He was a uh, uh, a manager of player development and international operations. Uh, he he then became the traveling secretary. Along the way, he was an adjunct professor at Johnson and Wales College, where um, I actually went and spoke to Manny's class a couple of times about media and so forth back in the day. Uh, Manny went to the University of Tennessee at Martin, and he went to St. Thomas University and got his master's degree. Manny, welcome to the show, and I'm really happy to have you on, buddy. Joe, glad to ha- glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure, like like always. Looking forward to our having a nice, educated uh, baseball conversation. Yeah, just so everyone knows, man, I go b- I'm back a long way, and he is one of my dear friends in the sport. I consider him baseball family. He means a lot to me and my family, and he knows how much we mean to each other. Uh, you know, Manny. Before we dive into kind of the executive stuff. I want to talk, you know, put your, your scouting hat on back in the day, a lot, long time ago. And, uh, you know, I'm bringing this player up because uh, he had a great playoff for San Diego. You saw him play in high school. And I'm talking about Manny Machado, South Florida's own, Miami's own, when he was at Brito High School. Manny, what do you, can you tell our audience and some anecdotes of what, what you saw in, in a young Manny Machado? And, and clearly he's become a superstar in the big leagues. Clearly, to start everything off, uh, in this game, I respect the scouts. You know what I mean? I went to scout school in 2006 for Major League Baseball. Right then and there, I knew, wow, what a tough job. So now moving forward to Manny Machado. Uh, go to Manny Machado. Go to the high school. Uh, go with our, with our local scout in Florida. And he's like, hey, we're going to go see this shortstop. And I'm like, okay, great. I'll, I'll meet you. Because, you know, I'm trying to learn. You know, it's always, you know, you always got to go out there and, and learn and practice with your eyes and learn from the pros, you know. So I go out there. He's like, oh, this is Manny Machado. They're saying he's going to be a first rounder. I go out there. This guy, I think he hit like, it was two games. He hit like four home runs in two <laughs> days. I mean, I mean, in two games, excuse me. And you saw the glove. You saw the handwork. You saw the agility. But the bat just spoke. It was amazing to see this young kid, super young kid, just hitting balls like out of the ballpark, Joe. It was just amazing. You're like, now I know why this kid's a first rounder, why he's going to be a first rounder, you know? So very powerful bat, and he was doing it at a young age. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you know what it looks like when you see it. 
You know, it's not always easy to describe, but you know, when you look like, you know, and even it could be 16, 17 years old and, and you're seeing, you're seeing that kind of talent and, you know, cause you, you've been in South Florida forever. You're now out in Arizona, but just the quality of talent, you know, we, we have, you know, in, in the small, the guy hits the ball and it's like, you're, you're, you're at the golf fairway, you know, at the fairway when someone just driving and the ball just disappears, how far it goes. This is exactly how he was hitting them, you know, in the game. So it wasn't BP. It was in a game. And I was like, what? You know, I'm like, get out of here. Last time I saw that was Giancarlo Stanton, you know, in the minor league side. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, they, they just explodes off the bat. You know, Manny, one thing I, you know, you to me are someone that could pretty much do any role in baseball. And you kind of have proven that. And and I know you kind of your niche is, is leadership, running departments. You've been you just completed year one in Oakland. Tell a little tell our audience a little bit, you know, what, what goes into what you do. You're based in Arizona. Obviously you're with the A's. Um and you know, kind of just say your role and how your first year went in your eyes. In my eyes, the the it was a learning learning curve, learning uh Myself, my role is to assist our farm director is a uh, former big leaguer, Ed Sprague. I'm sure you're very familiar with Ed yep. Sprague. So pretty good ball player when he played. So myself and Ed Sprague, we worked hand-to-hand on an everyday basis to manage from the Dominican Republic all the way to the AAA, which our AAA is Las Vegas. Our AA is Midland. Our high A is Lansing. And our low A is Stockton. So we got a pretty much demographically, we cover pretty much, you know, the from Lansing all the way to the West Coast. We have our, our affiliates there and, of course, Dominican, like I said earlier. Uh, but it's the everyday operation side. You know what I mean? That's from signing players, from signing staff and negotiating with players and, and, and staff and, and bringing on the staff, bringing on the players, uh, the everyday budgets of each affiliate. You know what I mean? You, you got to yeah. manage the, the, the affiliates, the equipment with, with my equipment managers. Uh, but it's, a, it's an everyday grind. You know, you're deal, it's, it's not only six months, Joe, it's 12 mm-hmm. months a year. You're yeah, like right now I'm getting ready for the new year for 2023. We're working on budgets right now. It's just like running a business, you know, literally, but instead of running the business, I'm running the baseball side of a business. So. And talk about why that that's so important, because I think, you know, that's the thing about you. You you have the like you said, you went to scout school. You could put your eyes on a player and say whether he's a good player or not. But you're seeing and, and bringing to our audience a whole different side. And this because a lot of our, our we have a lot of young listeners that listen to yes. this and people want to get in the sport. You know, not everyone's going to make it to the big leagues as a player. But, you know, you have proven your brother has proven you could be a big part of big league teams you know, without having played in the big leagues. And and like you say, the business side, finding roles and, and the administrative side, talk about that and just, you know, how that interacts too with the day-to-day operation. Yeah, for me, for me, and y'all, all the uh, young listeners out there, please take note. If you have a passion and that's your passion, always look behind the scenes. Like my passion growing up, like you said, I love watching baseball and I love to play, but I knew at an early age and my brother did too. We're at an early age. We're like, man, we're not that good to be big leaguers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we're like, you know, we got to get to the big leagues. How are we going to get to the big leagues? Hey, let's use our mind. Let's be creative. Let's look at the business side of it. Let's go behind the scenes. And then at an early age, we told ourselves, this is what we want to do. You go back to high school and talk to my guys in high school and they they know 
I'm living a dream every day of my life right now, working for a front office team. Uh, but it's it's as for me, and I tell players this, and players know my passion, like not all the way from Puerto Rico to Las Vegas to the big leagues here in Oakland. When you spend five minutes with me, 10 minutes with me, it's like I made it to the big leagues too, but on the front office side. You know what I mean? So yep. like, and I share that passion and, and everything with players and the energy that I, that I bring every day to the table. Why is it important? Because working in the front office is is as a grind as being a player too. It takes years to get where I'm at. You know, it's, I'm, I'm going in, this is almost year 21 in baseball for me, you know, and I was, and I can relate to the people that, you know, we just went through COVID two years, right? Two years of COVID. Uh, I was at a baseball Joe for a year and two months. I can relate with the regular, you know, individual out there that maybe changed careers, maybe got lost in the shuffle and everything. And, you know, they wanted to refine themselves and re, you know, that was me. And, and, and I, and then the public out there that's listening, Hey, you know, reinvent yourself, re recreate yourself, but know that there's always something behind the doors. And I try to tell behind the scenes, like I work behind the scenes and I love it. And I'm really, I, I believe I'm great at it. And, and that's what I want to do. I don't, I don't need accolades, Joe, no more. I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. 20 years in the game. I just want to grind, work hard, uh, show my kids what, what is about to work and go home and, and enjoy the family. That's, that's what I'm about. But remember, you don't have to be a player to make it to the big leagues. You can be a front office exec too. You know, that's an option. People should know that, you know? So, yeah. And, and, you know, you talk about that because you were never afraid to take chances because you you're early in your career. You were on in the, you know, the scouting player development end. you had a real promising up and coming career in international scouting. Yes. You yes. know, obviously you, you're bilingual. You speak Spanish. You you got this engaging personality where you connect with players. And then out of the blue, I remember when you called me up and gave me the heads up, you said, Joe, I'm going to become a, the traveling secretary replacing Bill Beck a legend among traveling secretaries. And that is a completely different part of the game. And talk a little bit about that. And, and cause I think most of the listeners might think traveling secretary, they probably think of George Costanza as the assistant yes. to the traveling secretary on Seinfeld, you know, uh, and talk about doing that. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you hear that all the time. You know, you know what that job has created me to do? I can speak to players. I can understand players. I can live in their, in their world and I can understand them. That job is a complete service industry job. You're there to service players and take care of them in all aspects of the major league life. You know, that's from rental cars, hotels, to air travel, take care of their family when they're on the road. So you're, it's a total different limelight of what I was doing from manager of player development, international ops. Then I went to the big leagues to service major league players. But guess what? If I didn't have that experience before on the player development in minor league side, I would not be prepared for the major league side. So it created a, a, a perfect scenario for me. But on the major league side, like I said, like I said earlier, you're just there to, to be the concierge for the major league athlete and make sure you get team from point A to point B to point C seamlessly with no issues, no problems. Remember, yeah. me doing that job in, in Florida, what are we dealing with? Weather, hurricanes, 
all kinds of stuff. And you know the yeah. path and the history of what I did down there with all this kind of stuff. You got to be creative. You got to be on your feet. You got to think ahead of what could happen and be prepared for what could happen. Because if you're not ready, then you're then then you're then you're uh, trying to re reinvent the wheel on the fly. And I hate oh. trying to reinvent the wheel on the fly. So if I can be proactive and and prepare and get the team ready and have conversations with the brass of the players, the, the leadership of the players, and let them know, hey, this is what we're looking to do. What do you guys suggest? And you go to players, ask for their opinion. I'm all about uh, asking opinions from everybody. You know what I mean? Because when you speak to individuals of a team and you ask opinions, creative ideas come out of that. You know what I mean? Oh, no question. And it could help you out in your in your in your in your way of of life of doing business and 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 doing things to take care of these guys. So that's that's one of my biggest things. I like to ask questions. I like to get everybody in the group to have a a say, and and make sure they feel like they have a say. We might not do what you said, but you know what? That what you said might might have created a better idea. And I'm going to give you credit. You know, like I said. I don't need credit. I don't need accolades. I just, let's get the job, you know, the job done, you know? Yeah. And you probably thought of this too, because we just saw it in the American league playoffs when the Yankees and the, um, and the guardians remember there was the rain out in Cleveland. I think it was going to be game five. It got pushed a day and Cleveland had to check out of their hotel rooms in New York, go to Yankee stadium, find out the game was canceled and they didn't have a hotel room because something else was going on. So, I'm sure so, the traveling secretary yeah, that I guess they had players in three or four different hotels, you yeah, know, trying to, you know, and you, you live that. So, you know, just give our listeners a little bit of, you know, an idea of what, what are you doing when you're, when you're sitting there, you know, checking with the weather, checking with this on the phone with uh, all your, all your hotel contacts, trying to, you know, house not even hotel or so players and, and, and yeah. everyone else. Not even hotel contacts, Joe. How about the airline? People forget about the airlines. So you're talking to charter airlines and you're basically telling an aircraft and, and, and a Delta American Airlines, hey, we're going to get on the plane, but we don't know where we're going. <laughs> Number one. OK, <laughs> just think about you get on a plane, but you don't know where you're going. That could be the scenario there. Uh, yeah. You got three rooming lists out there or two rooming lists out there, you know, and different hotels because you don't know what's going on. And, you know, my my former counterparts that do this job, you know, bless them because it's one of the hardest jobs. I tell people in baseball, traveling secretary is one of the hardest jobs in the world because you're the most unappreciated human being on the on the team. You know, excuse me. <clears throat> so so it's it's and you're on the fly. You got to you got to. And then if you see weather in play, like you just said, you're talking like I would be talking to the airline a day before. Hey, what are my scenarios? What are my backup plans? What can we do? You know, what kind of aircrafts do we do? <clears throat> the other thing people forget is if you got a captain on a plane waiting for your team to get there, remember, they're on the clock. Their clock expires, Joe. Yeah. Once their clock and the flight attendants expire, now you have to wait for a new crew to come in. That happens. Yeah. And then and then you're waiting hours for a new crew to come in. So you're you're it's Oh my God! It's just a shuffle, complete shuffle of things that can happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild, you know. And uh, like I said, on top of that, you know, you uh, uh, you have to deal with in season, you know, call ups. You know, you may hey, yeah. player gets hurt in uh, in the eighth or ninth inning, you know, unexpectedly. You know, you got to now your AAA team might be in California. You're playing in Florida, and you got to get 
you got to get the, the guy uh, into the, into town the next day. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's just it's and then I'm I'm still involved in that aspect, but more on the minor league side now. Mm-hmm. I have a a couple individuals within my department. They take care of that, but they're always calling me. Hey, Manny, what 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 do you suggest us to do here? And I you know I walk them through it because unfortunately, being in the game for 20 years, you've seen I haven't seen everything because every day is a new day in baseball. But I've pretty much whew, I've witnessed a lot a lot of travel scenarios in the game. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so what's the advice you give for people who want to be a traveling secretary out there? To realize, to double check, to double check if they really want to do that. Number one. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Just joking. Just joking. No, that my suggest is to get their experiences in the minor league level, which in the on the baseball operations, you know, assist the, if if you're with if you're locally right now working for a major league team on the baseball upside, try to help the traveling secretary. They they always need help. You know, reach out and let them know that that you're interested. You know what I mean? Because you got to have all kinds of skills to do that job. You know, the more skills you have, the easier that job creates. So for me, is get a, enough exp- experience and exposure in travel and and, and you know logistical stuff. And you don't just have to be in baseball. You could do this. You could come from the music industry as, you know, as an, a, a logistical person and you could do this job. You just got to be vice versa in airline travel and, you know, hotels, you know, hotel management and be able to negotiate. The big key, Joe, is negotiating because, you know, everyone, everyone you're dealing with out there is there's a price for their business. You know, yeah. so you got to be willing to negotiate and not always say yes to the first deal. You know, so, you know, that's what I, I, I'll i tell an individual that's coming in. Remember, there's only 30 jobs of this world in this world, 30 jobs of this. So what's what I see happening in the game now, because I still stay in touch with my counterparts. Now they're creating travel departments within the major leagues. Oh, so interesting. You'll, yeah. you'll have you'll have. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're signing these guys to 200 million dollar deals and you might have two or three of these athletes on your team. Right. Yeah. So these are rock stars so then you can't have just one guy or one individual just dealing with with three five seven eight nine ten rock stars you're gonna have have an assistant or a team so now that's what's going on in the game i see those big teams with payrolls like that creating departments to to take care of a of the, the team travel aspect because like i said it's it's almost like having a concierge team in, in that aspect yeah, and so our listeners know we're not just talking about the players. We're talking about sometimes family members on on team charters. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about you know tickets for for these uh, for families and friends. And and as you know, and uh, people are always hitting up the traveling secretary for for tickets um, yeah. all the time, all the time. Myself included through the years, and we appreciate all you did. But um, but yeah, it's it's like I said, it's never ending, and you, you got to kind of. Uh, multitasking, Manny, I think would be very high up on That's the list of whoever yeah, wants yeah, to be. Yeah. I agree. This, you know, and, and I hope our listeners are kind of ga- you know gathering from you. That's why I feel you could do pretty much any job in this sport. Um, and and you know, so, talk about multitasking. You take it to a completely other level because all your responsibilities you just kind of talked about already. You got to tell me and tell our audience about winter ball because oh you and your brother God. are doing something real fun right now, and I want to dive into that. So currently, uh, I'll dive into it right now. Currently, about uh, there's an owner called Tobias Carrero. He is like uh, I would say he's number seven within the Miami Marlins structure of ownership. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, he purchased a team about five months, four months ago and uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, Santurce, Cangrejeros de Santurce, he purchased them. So about a month later after he purchased the team, I was like, you know what? Let me uh, let me shoot him a, a text and let him know that certain individuals here in this game in Puerto Rico could could assist him, could help him out. You know, he's a dear friend. I've known him for like 17 years. He used to own Pastora in Venezuela, and he still owns Bravos de Margarita. So he owns a team in Venezuela, Joe, and he owns a team in Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. And and he has uh, part ownership of the Miami Marlins. So that's why I reached out to him to let him know, hey, if you need anybody in Puerto Rico, I got some names for you. So I sent him some names. Two weeks later, the thing this, uh, it, it switches on me. He reaches out, hey, uh, can, can I talk to you in a, in a day or so? I'm like, Tobias, you can call me anytime you want, man. And then uh, he texts me the next day, hey, I'm calling you now. I'm like, sure. Then he calls me, hey, uh, I got a great idea. And I'm like, oh, Lord, where, where, where are we going with this? You know, he calls me up and says, hey, uh, I want you to be the GM and I want your brother to be the assistant GM. I want the, the, the he said, Lo Hermanos Colón, which is basically the Colón brothers. I want mm-hmm. you guys to run my winter ball team in Puerto Rico. Your brother and you are the perfect one-two punch for me. I trust you. I know you. My father knows you. We all trust you. The family trusts you. And then I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Winter ball, I'm in Arizona. This ain't going to work, Joe. You know? Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. I literally told him, man, no way. I can't do it. I literally told him, no. Then I'm in the draft room for the draft for the Oakland A's. And then the next day he calls me like, hey, man, I'm not, I'm not taking no for an answer. And I'm like, come on, dude. There's no way. Next thing you know, I'm taking the job. Now I'm the general <laughs> manager of Santuch, the Cangrejeros. And flash forward to now, we've created a team where it's been a process because you have to know it's a new ownership, right? So yeah. it's basically starting from the ground up. And like you said, moving forward, everything I did in manager player development, everything I've done on the baseball side and at the travel side in the big leagues and now with Oakland, I'm doing it right now in, at the winter ball, just at a at a different kind of level. But at a startup, remember, these guys have to have to have a place to stay. I'm negotiating with their agent, uh, with their contract. Uh, we're putting up an Airbnbs. They still need transportation to get to a ballpark. Uh, some of them don't know Spanish, so I got to make sure they understand what, what's going on. Puerto Rico, you can get away with English in Puerto Rico, you know, or the United States. Uh, the cool thing is you don't need a passport there. But then I got to make sure we get a passport. Why? Because my vision is not just to win it in Puerto Rico. My vision is take it all the way to Venezuela in the Caribbean World Series. So they got to make sure they got passports because uh, uh, we're going to Venezuela. In my mindset, that's how I think. I'm thinking big all the way. If I yeah. don't make it, it's short. But – uh, all those, all those traits and all those things I've done in my prior my career, I'm using it now every day, every day, in in winter ball. So, like you said, Kelvin and I are creating our own team with Alex Centrone. Alex Centrone is currently in the World Series with the Houston Astros. He's our hitting coach. He's the hitting coach for them, but he is our manager. And we have uh, Alex, myself, and my brother. We've lined up our staff, our coaching staff, with. Every, everybody on the coaching staff has major league ties and not ma- not major league ties at the major league level, but they're affiliated with a major league team. So it, that creates an, an environment where major league teams are probably going to be more willing to give me guys 
to assist me down there and, and, and play for us. You know what I mean? So it's been fun. Uh, I can tell you one of my funnest negotiations, it was having Kung Fu Panda, Pablo Sandoval. We got Didi Gregorius. Got uh, Didi Gregorius has a lot of- You got Pablo Sandoval in too? I didn't know that we one. Got, we got Pablo Sandoval. Yes, sir. Okay. We got Pablo Sandoval, Didi Gregorius, Rosne Castillo. So, so we, we got some good names and we got some high end prospects too. So, you know, it's, it's a fun process. I've enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. And it's every day I wake up, there's someone, an agent out there reaching out to me and, 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 and asking me if, if, if the player, uh, is, you know, has an opportunity to play for us because I, I guess it's because like you said, 20 years in the game. And I, I think of, I've, I've done pretty good in my job. You know what I mean? And, and I'm always, I always respect the process. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, but currently, if they're listening, I'm completely full. <laughs> My imports are completely full, you know. So now Kelvin and I are trying to build up for December in case some imports decide to leave early or something and uh, make sure uh, we're ready for the playoffs in December. So that's how, you know, we're we're thinking ahead. Once again, uh, like I spoke earlier, thinking ahead is clear. It, it, it's, it's an advantage to have in this game. you got to think ahead to what could happen or what will happen. Yeah, no question. And just uh, so our audience knows, because we know who the real star of the uh, of the Cologne family is, that's and it brother. is your brother that's Kelvin, who's brother. with the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers on the amateur side, is as good as it gets. And and um, and so it's it's great that you and Kelvin get to work that way. Was that always kind of a dream? I know briefly with the Marlins, you worked together, but uh, to 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 be with you you two together, I think it's a total dream, like you said, uh, to have an opportunity to work for, I believe I'm a passionate human being. He is even more of a passionate human being for baseball. Uh, it's interesting to say that he would come for summers with me and stay with me and I would take him to the major league clubhouse. He would meet athletes. And it's interesting to see that adaption of him being raised in a clubhouse in a major league clubhouse and, and, and be having that opportunity that, that, that link to reach out to, you know, like figures like Tony Perez, Jack McKeon, Andre Dawson, and people that help me. And those are people that he can look up to, to one day, anytime he needs to pick up the phone, you know, and those people will help him out. But to see him, and I don't say it because he's my brother. He's one of the best evaluators that I've ever seen, that I've ever encountered. And not just because he's my brother. I'm telling you, and you've had to think your, I think your friends and your and people here on on the, on the radio and everyone that's listening on the podcast. If you've had an encounter with Kelvin Cologne, you know this guy's the real deal. You know what I mean? He's real a superstar. Deal. He's yeah, a superstar. How he, what he does, he, how he evaluates, how he does it. Um, part of part of the deal was. Am I still there? Are you guys good? Yeah, yeah, we got you. We got you. Okay. Yeah, something. I, I think something was trying to come in. But uh, <laughs> part, of, part of the deal that when I took the gig was my brother has to be with me. If my brother's not with me, I don't take this gig. You know, he's my secret weapon. He's my right hand. He's everything. You know what I mean? Like, like we go, we break. Like my wife says, you guys talk about baseball every day. Now you guys run a team and you guys have just taken it to another level. This is crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my wife, you know, yeah. and she's like, this is crazy. Cause, but you know, we're, we're cause we want to win. And then, uh, uh, just, uh, I don't know if you know, and I, I think you do know, but uh, one of the main reasons we took this gig was we both were going to have an opportunity to spend more time with dad. 
you yeah. know, back on the island. But then dad passed away three months ago. So yeah. our vision was, do we just quit? Do we call to be us up and tell them, hey, man, we really don't want to do this no more. Like that was the inspiration. That was the energy of of running this team and trying to win it all. But then Kelvin came up. Hey, man, you know, we're doing it. We're just going to win it all. That's all hands on deck. Alex Centrone's going to help this out. Alex Centrone's been amazing. He's been wow. He's 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 a pick me upper. He's a go getter. Uh, and then us three, we're we're in it to win it. You know what I mean? That's what we want to do, and that's what we want to do. Yeah, so, no, that that's awesome. And um, and you know we know that uh, the Puerto Rican winter ball. Um, I think in recent years it hasn't been as strong as years past. Everyone kind of you know the Dominican Republic's kind of where you know as the, it still is kind of the clout and the standard, but where do you think Puerto Rican winter ball stands? And, and do you see a resurrection there? I do. I think like if, 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 if my brother and I are bringing these kind of major league talent down there and we're trying to assist us and all the other five other general managers, we're all bringing really good talent down here, high end prospects and ex big leaguers that still can play the game and that are trying to come back to the big leagues, you know, stuff like that. If we do that kind of job, Joe, I think that the league will keep blossom and keep moving forward. I see the league as a high double A league. You know what I mean? Competitive double A high league where it could blossom into more. You know, back in the day, Joe, it was it was the league. Back in the day, it was where the yeah, stars played. You, you know? had, you know, the Molinas. Oh yeah. Roberto Alomar, yeah. Benito Santiago, yeah. Yeah. Sandy Alomar. You know what I mean? You yeah. had uh, Ruben Sierra, Juan Gonzalez. You know what I mean? I just named whoo, some yeah. talent right there, you know? So it was the league back in the day. And then, you know, I agree. Dominican is, is, is like the major leagues of winter ball. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Can't yeah. take that. Can't take that away from that. And then you got Venezuela and then, you know, Puerto Rico's right there. But like I tell people, Hey, if you don't want, if you just want to play winter ball in the United States, Puerto Rico's part of the United States. You don't need a passport to come down and play for us. So yeah. Come on down, and you know you don't need to speak uh, you don't need to speak Spanish either. You know you can speak yeah. English. You know, well, so that's part of my that's part of my my, my your sales pitch. Sales pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, come on down. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, that's, that's good because uh, I've always first I want to mention this player, and then I'll finish this thought. Um, guy I covered, guy we both know well. I think is signed with you too. Uh, former Marlin pitcher Alex Sanabia. Yeah, he's my go-to guy. Yeah, that's my guy. That's that's our guy, man. He's had a really, really good uh, year in independent ball. And uh, I had to get him. I had to go early and quick and get him. And I told my owner, I got to get this guy. This is a guy that I can give the ball every five day. And no matter what, he's going to show up and play. And you know that. That's the kind of guy he is. He's a great teamwork. Um, I mean, uh, a great teammate. Provides great teamwork with all his teammates. And he's just, he's a really good, fun clubhouse guy. And uh, man, but he's gonna with the stuff that he brings, he could be really good in this league. And then uh, well, good uh, for him because we're we're yeah. for him. He's not that old. I think he's like thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, not, and then with, yeah, you know, yeah, and with the analytics stuff that, and we have Synergy. Synergy, if the listeners don't understand, Synergy is a platform, a video platform where uh, GMs, anybody in the baseball world, could see everybody's outing every time we play. So this is gonna help our players get back to affiliated ball, Joe. You know what I mean? So, and that's a platform, and that's a, that's one of the reasons why he signed with us. He already had played in Mexico winter ball. He already had played in Venezuela, and he's like, you know, Manny, I don't think I'm, 
I don't think I'll, I'll be able to go to Dominican, but I'll love to come play for you, Manny. He reached out to me. So it was one of those calls. I reached out and I was like, you know what, Alejandro? I said, Alex, let me think about it. Let me see where I could make this work. And it took about two weeks. Me and my brother, we, we were looking through starting pitching and we just kept looking through independent and his name kept popping out. And then Kelvin was like, dude, just call him and offer him a job. We, we, we need to get him. If not, Venezuela or 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 someone else is going to get him. You know what I mean? So I called him up and I said, hey, man, this is probably going to be the easiest negotiation I ever done with an athlete. And Joe, we were done in like four minutes. It was easy. <laughs> it was easy. It's more of a friendship. It's a good dude. But, at, you know, I want to respect him, too. He wanted to respect me, too, you know. So it was good, you know. But – Good for Alex. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking about guys like that, but you know who guys that I have on my reserve list that are, that are pretty good. If this WBC thing starts heating up, I could have guys like Javi Baez playing for me. Uh, Alexis Diaz, who's Edwin Diaz, who's Sugar Diaz's brother and Sugar Diaz. Uh, I got Riley Green. I got, uh, let me see. Uh, I got Kristen Vasquez. You know what I mean? So I got, and I got Carrera, Carlos Carrera. These are all on my reserve list, these guys. Oh, so great. If they decide to come and play, it's going to be a fun time in December in Winterbar in Puerto Rico. So yeah, let me, yeah, I was going to ask have, you that. Do you think you could get some bounce from the from the WBC? Were they coming in 2023? I think so, too. Yeah, I think. I think a couple guys might be like, hey, man, can, can I play the last three weeks of the season? And how are you not going to say, a, how, how are you not going to say no to Carlos or Javi Baez? They want to play. You know, they want to work on some of their, 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 you know, their, their skills and stuff. Come on down. And like, if they're listening, Hey, the door's open, call me up. I'm, you know, love to have you, you know, you're on my reserve list. You're on the Santuzzi Cagliaros reserve list. Why not? You know, it's just, and that just helps the league out. And those are just, those are just the players on my, on our roster. There's other major league roster players on all the other teams too. So it's, it could be a very interesting off season in Puerto Rico for the winter ball. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping for that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I may have had this conversation with you. I've, I've mentioned to a lot of, you know, people in the league because I'm frustrated by United States kids, uh, off season programs. You know, because I, I've covered the Caribbean series in in Puerto Rico before. I've covered international events, the WBC, and I see the passion and and the players from, you know, from the Caribbean that love playing year round. We have the players here in the United States and. Uh, you know, we're so afraid of injury and, and over usage. And I, I even like, you know, I just got back from the Arizona fall league to watch that. And that was fun, but those are, you know, team prospects. I, I, I think there should be like United States winter ball. Like you could set up like, you know, in the state of Florida, let's say, you know, five or 16, you know, about six teams and, and get fields and however you want to make a two month league, whatever, but, you know, to, to kind of get the extra work. I agree. I'm 100% with it because I think when you get under the lights in Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, or Venezuela, and you hear, especially when you're in Dominican, and those those ballparks get packed, Joe. You can't even walk in, in those places sometimes. And wow, and your blood is flowing. That's a different level of baseball. That's, you know what I mean? That, that, that'll make you or break you. You know what I mean? And players talk about it all the time. Yeah, I went to winter ball. Man, uh, yeah, I, I got to play at a different level. You know what I mean? Players talk about it all the time, and then it just helps their career. You know what I mean? So, 
No, I agree. I agree. And I think, which, it, like I said, it, it's a little frustrating here to see United States kids, especially, you know, you could see a lot of the guys that, that could use winter ball or players that may have missed half a year because of injury, not just pitchers, hitters, and so forth. They could use a couple of months, but, you know, they just go back and do their offseason program. You know, agents are, you know, not wanting them to do it. And then I, I always go back to uh, covering, I think it was 2007, covering the Caribbean series down in, in Puerto Rico and and the team from uh, the Dominican won it. And Miguel Tejada was on that team. And I asked him about it because Tejada was well-established, but he played so much. And he, he answered a question I gave him about, does he feel, does his body break down? He says, maybe I'm the player I am today because I play so much ball. Yeah, I agree. I've heard that. I've heard that a lot for a lot of players. A lot of players say, Manny, I got to play more than what the regular season offers me because I feel like my skills could diminish, you know? So they just want to keep, you know, keep at it. You know, it's, it, remember, it's a, it's a work of art to be a baseball player. Your, your traits, your skills, it's art, you know? For me, it's art. You know, I can say that. Yeah. I used to be the general manager of Van Gogh Art downtown Miami. So <laughs> that's when I was at a baseball. So I can compare art with baseball a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm flexible that I can do that because I've been in both industries. But well, I think it's yeah. also a game. Isn't it a game of repetition? I mean, it, yeah. it's a game to be played. You know, it's like the more you play, the more it comes to you. Correct. And there's a lot of guys in, that they're going to be in, in, in either league. You know what I mean? Winter ball is so much fun. Like right now, it's like for me, I get really, I get really amped up. I can't wait till November fifth. November fifth at seven thirty or seven ten. I don't even know what time it is. It's going to be the game, but it's seven o'clock. I know that I'm, I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? I'm talking to players every day, getting them down there, and everything. It's just, woo, let's go. You know, so yeah. Hey, before we go and, and get out of here, because our time's running short, um, this is an interesting World Series where you got Dusty, ba- Dusty Baker, uh, when he hits the field in game one, will surpass Jack McKean as the oldest manager of a World Series team. Now he has to win it to become the oldest to win the World Series. Um, you know, Jack means a lot to both you and I. Uh, just kind of to tell a Jack McKeon story or two, uh, you know, because I spoke to Jack the other day and he's, you know, his grandkid is like a scout in the Philly system. So he's like kind of rooting for the Phillies, but, but yeah. typical Jack, you know, he, he loves Dusty. They're good friends and so forth. Um, and, you know, I remember back when you were up there at the, uh, when the Marlins and yeah. and when the Marlins made their pick in the 2000, whatever, and, and you and McKeon were up there representing the Marlins on draft day. What did you pick up from Jack? What you know? How much has Jack influenced you? You know what Jack's influenced me major in my career. I would consider him and Bill Beck to be, which Bill Beck is his best friend. I consider both of them to be mentors of my career. Right, two individuals that, but more Jack taught me: don't be afraid, do not be afraid. Use your skills and take it to the max level. Go all out. Don't ever, you know. Don't don't second guess yourself. Go for it. You know what I mean? If you made the wrong mistake, if you do something wrong, hey, look yourself in the mirror. Tomorrow's the next day. Let's go. You know? Remember, he he always says, in this game, nobody's right, Manny. You know what I mean? He always says that, you know? So in this game, we could all be right. You know what I mean? So, but he's always been there. I pick up the phone. I'll probably call him once a month or twice a month to catch up. Uh, you know, I think I think he's 91 years old. Yeah, he turns 92 in a month. And yeah. yeah, so he it's like talking to a 45-year-old. He is sharp, and when I say sharp, 
sharp. Uh, I called them up when I took the general manager position here in, in Puerto Rico for the winter ball team. I called them up. Remember, he spent many years down there. Yes. And he told me stories and he told me I was going to do fine. Just make sure, you know, you and your brother go at it, get the right guys. Don't let other people influence you. Just do the right thing. But you guys know what the right thing is. And, you know, it's such appreciation just to hear a guy that's been through it all. He's done it all in the game, you know. But uh, you say a Jack story, and it's great that, that we're talking about Dusty Baker, too. Uh, I'm with Jack McKeon. We're, uh, so if you know Jack, he loves – and we're at the winter meetings. And if you know Jack, he loves to crash a party. He's a – you know, you got the wedding crashers, right? He is like the, uh, the winter meeting party crasher. Okay, so he'll go to any cocktail reception, crash it, but no one's going to see anything to check because it's Jack, you know. So then I say, hey, Jack, I got a party to invite you to, you know, come to the it's a hotel Hilton party. So I invite him and he texts me, hey, I'm here. By the way, he's really good with gadgets and cell phones for the last 10 years. He's probably as good as you and I on the iPhone. Okay, yeah. So he's 91. So imagine. Uh, But I text him, hey, I'm here. Come on out. He comes out and then he goes, Hey, look what I'm bringing. He brings Dusty Baker to the party. And then, and then he sends Dusty Baker. It's me, Dusty Baker, Jack McKeon. And then you hear him talk and Jack and Dusty competitive. They were talking about stories. I beat you in this. You remember that? It was one of the coolest interactions ever because Dusty was egging him on. Like these two guys are competitive. You know, and this had to be like 10 years ago, you know what I mean? 10, 12 years ago. But it was interesting to see Jack, his competitive side, and Dusty. They were, you know, they were egging each other on, but they were very respectfully and very candidly. And they, and I was in the middle of that. And I was like, I was trying to hold court with these guys. And I was like, Jack, you can't say that, Dusty. Oh, man, I can say anything to Dusty. And Dusty's like, yeah, he can say anything to me. But it's funny just to see them interacting, you know. And I wish the best for, for, uh, for Dusty and I'm, you know, I got friends on the Phillies. I got friends on the Astros, but uh, I think we've seen a lot of, of what the Astros has to offer. When you saw that 18 inning game, I think they showed you everything they had. That's a really good team over there. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be really tough to beat. It looks like it could be their time, but, but uh, that's, that, that that's to be settled on the field. And, um, you know, we, we have real Muto who we grew up with too. So we'll be yes, watching, you know, we'll be watching JT as well, but Manny, this time has flown by my friend and I, I really appreciate you coming on with us and, uh, um, and, uh, and all the best, uh, to, to, to the A's and to Santurce, to Kelvin, as you, as you build this roster. And, um, and I think our audience, you know, like I said, we're, we're aiming to raise your IQ and I think Manny just did that in his last, you know, forty something minutes, and and showing you that there's more avenues you could get. And and Manny, I, I think you could be anything you want in the game. Thanks for being on, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. And and to our listeners, yeah, follow us. We're we're all over all the uh, the major podcast platforms: Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. And we're now on Twitter. We're on uh, Brighton Parlor Getter. Pure Social, MeWe, GAB, USA Life, Truth Social, and follow us at on Twitter at Coach and Kernan. That's K E R N A N. Um, I'm Joe Forsaro. This is another uh, Man on Second episode, and uh, we'll catch you next time.